listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. Soul Searching is a journey where I engage with an array of thinkers from faith leaders to academics to artists to explore deep questions of meaning, questions that all of us ask at some point in our lives, such as why are we here? What is right and wrong? Is there good and evil? Is truth relative or absolute? Is there life after death? To help us in our journey this evening, we're very honored to welcome to our show Nada Yunis and Eden Vagnin, two of the young women involved in Tomorrow's Women, a Santa Fe based nonprofit that empowers Palestinian and Israeli women to create change in areas of conflict by inspiring them to build understanding, gain confidence, and become leaders. Nada and Eden, welcome to our show. Thank you for having us. So um, we had some uh, of your friends on our show um, uh, a few shows ago. So how about you can tell us a little about yourselves? So Nada first, can you tell us about yourself, where you live, your age, where you're from, and how long have you been involved in Tomorrow's Women? Um, uh, so I'm 18 years old. I'm going to be almost 19 in one month. Um, I'm from Nazareth. Uh, it's my favorite like city in Israel, uh, it's like the holy holy land, uh, and I've been with Tomorrow's Women since nine, uh, 2019. Nice, Eden. Hi, uh, my name is Eden. I'm 20 years old. I'm originally from Tiberias, a small city in the north of Israel, and um, I'm taking part in uh, Tomorrow's Women since 2017. And I'm really glad to be here today. It's, it's wonderful to have you both here. So let's ask one question that I asked of your colleagues uh, last time they were here. What inspires you to be a peacemaker? And what do you think the youth can bring to bring about change? So Eden, for you first. Actually, I feel that every time that I introduce myself in the world, people don't really know the conflict before. Like, they have prejudice. And I want to come here and just break this prejudice. And people need to, to see souls before they see, like, title or something like that. Don't judge a book by, like, the, by the cover. So it's the same. So that's why I want to come here today and come back to tomorrow's woman. Thank you. Nada? Uh, I think the thing that has inspired me to, like, want peace to be present present is it's because I wanna I wanna share love it's like and when love is around everyone is happier everyone is a uh, more at peace so that's the thing that drove me to like a want to participate in tomorrow's women and want to be a camper and actually like came back as a young leader I, I, I find it fascinating that you're already talking about sharing love and talking about the challenge of prejudice. So I guess that leads me to what is something that you want Americans to know or understand about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? Maybe that, that you have experienced that they wouldn't necessarily experience because they might pick up a newspaper or see, the, see what's going on through a particular lens through your lens of, of living there within conflict, 
let's start with Nadal. What what do you want people in Santa Fe to know? Um, I want them to know that in Israel or in my like daily um, life, in in my daily life, it's like you get discriminated for your ethnic ethnicity or your uh, nationality or what you believe in it's like i'm not only saying that it comes like the the hatred i guess comes from the other side it also comes from the your same nationality because this the the your friends or your family because not everyone supports the idea of peace not everyone like thinks that they deserve to live with us i guess so Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's interesting when you're talking about prejudice, when you're talking about that, that challenge. Do you experience that on a day-to-day -day life? And then I'll come to Ed in this well. Do you experience that discrimination? Yeah, it's because um, a, I live in a mixed... Uh, okay, so I said I'm from Nazareth, but I'm actually from a place called Nazareth Elite. So it's like... Uh, it's, it's like they're really close to each other, but Nazareth elite is more uh, mixed. So I encounter uh, Jews more than someone who lives in Nazareth. Um, so I just stay like, so I uh, kind of like perfected the Jewish language, like Hebrew. Like I can speak without uh, an accent. So they like the one in front of me, they wouldn't know that I'm Arab. So when I go to like talk to Jewish Jewish people and like so, like I tell them that I'm Arab, so they have like a really weird look at their face and they're like, "Oh, you're Arab?" I'm like, "Yeah." So yeah, it's just there. Like not always I get like like they tell me s bad stuff. It's just like the attitude, I guess. Right. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what would you like? Americans in Santa Fe to know about Israeli-Palestinian conflict from your experience? I believe that they should know that there is no, like, true or false. That both sides should fix things, and that's mm -hmm. why we came here, because we want to make change. And I believe that they should understand that we are not feel comfortable in our country, both, of, both sides. Because you don't know who can come next, and maybe um, you can. Um, it's like not safe. I will not. I cannot describe it in words, but that's the feeling that you have. And both of them don't feel comfortable with the situation because they don't feel the country belongs to them. Like for four hundred percent, it's depend like which um, which environment you have, but you still feel it. And I want them to know that we came here because I want that my family and my children in the future will feel safe. And this is starting the small things, but these small things become bigger in the future. If us go and come back to Israel, she live also in Israel in Nazareth, and tell her friends, no, the Israelis don't look, they are not mean. You need to understand they are good people, and this is okay. They are good and also there there are some uh, bad. It's okay, in, like in everywhere there is get bads and good. 
but that's what we need to, need to understand. Like there is no only two, two answers. There is something in the middle. Mm -hmm. And we are maybe small part, but this small part can go and roll to a big things. And they can like understand it and maybe learn from us and also to t tell to another people. And this role can be bigger. Maybe the piece will come that way. Right. My my sense from from my experience, my conversations is that extremists on both sides, <laughs> and I see you both yeah. nod immediately. <laughs> extremists on both sides tend to hold the conversation, mm -hmm. but actually aren't the majority. Um, and um, and actually, most people want to work together for peace and understanding and similarity. Is that your sense, or is that too simplistic? Um, so Eden, let's start with you. I don't think all of them want, but there are some that want, and we need to use this. We need to take adventure of it. Right. I don't think most most want to build peace. I think most want to get their way. Ah. Which is like for them to stay and the others to leave. Like I'm That's saying, right. both of them. Like not only. Right. Um. So yeah, I just think we need to convince them right. that this cannot be this cannot happen it's and just like just to be clear when i say most want peace i mean most people not most extremists yeah, yeah oh. right. right you're right and so do uh, am i right that actually the people who are like we want our way this is this black and white true or false that this is the truth are they in the majority are they in the minority minority is that sure. your experience as well nada i think the minority yeah i think too because I think that's really important when it comes to, to talking with young women like yourselves who are saying, look, we just, we do this. We come together, we learn, we grow. Where do you go from here? What, what do you do with this having come together, having learned from each other, really met each other? What happens when you go home? What's the experience like when you go home? You shed a little bit. I wonder if you can go a little bit more in terms of are people receptive to this do you have to hide pretend it's something else how does it work Edith. okay um when i came back and i was a camper in 2017 my friends didn't accept that at all like it wasn't nice there uh, like right it's uh, the politics there is right and uh, left side all right and there is saying like no you're left side you shouldn't be here it was a bit bully but yeah and I didn't friend like I told them this is my choice. You have two options. You can stay friend of me or not. It's okay because I know that there is an like my choice can affect me in the future. But this is will not stop me because if they don't think the same, I like I don't have to. I uh, don't have to. I always say that um, convince. Yeah, I don't have convince them. This is my choice and this is okay. And. Also, I think today that people m more read open mind, so it's mm -hmm. easier a bit because today you have the social media and you mm. can say everything that you want, and you have all the kind of uh, point of view. So the people are open it more, and actually the people that say to me now you cannot be here, they come back and they say to me oh it's interesting, I want to sit with you and hear what happened there, and I think that our role here have a lot of impact when we come back to our families so it's it's important 
Nada, was that your experience? Do you have something similar or different? Okay, so it's kind of similar and different at the same time. Um, so when I participated in, in camp, like in two thousand 2019, I didn't really share it with a lot of people. Like I shared it with the people that I knew wouldn't reject. So I wasn't really sharing. Uh, but now I decided like to actually, if someone will ask me like, oh, so what are you doing now? And I tell them, oh, I'm traveling to New Mexico. There's a program. Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, I didn't really get a, like re rejections. Uh, I just got like, uh, like they told me that I don't really think it will help. Ah. But I support you, but I don't think it's going to help. Um, so I think like my uh, place is to show them that it will help because every change comes from a small, small, small nudge. It doesn't even have to be a small change. So I think I succeeded with uh, convincing a couple of people and I think I don't have the... Uh, I guess I'm gonna say like a word okay I don't have the royalty to like say I don't have to convince you because I have to convince you like okay if you don't get convinced it's, it's fine but I have to try and tell you what I think and tell you what I think will be best for all of us I, I love the, the, the there's a positivity to both of you, which is which is infectious and I think really important, <laughs> because you know you're talking about there was skepticism, but now you're more open and m now more people are hearing, and I think that's that's a wonderful thing. That's exactly what Tomorrow's Women is about, isn't it? It's bring, bringing about change, and and you're sharing that change, which I think is really powerful. So we have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk more, maybe about some of those personal experiences of what led you to Tomorrow's Women. You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich. My guests this evening, Nada Yunis and Eden Vaknin, two of the young women involved in Tomorrow's Women. And we'll be back after this break. You're listening to Soul Searching on KSFR with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom in Santa Fe. My guests this evening, Nada Yunis and Eden Vaknin, two extraordinary young women um, who have been sharing their perspectives on peacemaking and um, as representatives of Tomorrow's Women, this Santa Fe-based nonprofit that empowers Palestinian and Israeli women to come together, to learn about each other and, and to grow. Let's ask, you shared some wonderful things in our first half and maybe Nada maybe we'll start with you can you tell us about a particularly challenging experience back home that might give our listeners an understanding of reality beyond the media I think that's a different question to earlier I asked what do you want people to know but 
but maybe this one's a bit more personal, if that's okay, about, you know, it's challenging experiences that you think people should also be aware of this. Uh, I want to share with you the story I shared with the camp, actually. Uh, before I participated in the camp, uh, okay, so I train, I used to train gymnastics, and I used to train it, uh, train in uh, Yuknam. It's, a, um, it's a, like an hour far from Nazareth because there isn't like a lot of the uh, training in Nazareth. So I used to train with uh, Jewish people and I didn't mind it. It was okay, we had, I had a lot of friends. We, w we had a really good time and we used to hang out after training actually. And one time, I don't know how, but we opened the, the discussion of the Nakbi in, in, in training. And one of, the, one of the guys I used to train with, uh, he was like, yeah, but that's a good thing that the Nakbe happened. And I just like st stood there and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, Arabs aren't good. And I j like, it was like a big shock to me because I've been friends with him for five years and he knows that I'm Arab. And, like I didn't hide it in any way. Um, so yeah, and then I asked him like, why? And he was like, because Arabs are terrorists and like sh they should just be put in one place. Uh, to like stop them from terrorizing. Uh, so I told him, what, so you think I should like go to like the West Bank or to Gaza or like out of Israel? And he was like, yeah. Huh. So at that moment, I was like speechless because, you know, I've been, I, I see him like almost every day, like for five years. And suddenly like he was saying all these words and I was like, I could <laughs> I could not believe it. So, yeah, that's a really, really, really bad experience. Yeah, no, thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Um, Ed, Eden, can I ask you the same question, like a challenging experience that in some sense led you to come here? Yeah, of course. So when I joined to the army in Israel, you know, when we have uh, 18 years old, we have to join that. So my story was started at uh, March 2020, and also the COVID was starting at the same time. So it's in fact in all the in all the army, and I was needed to be in lockdown in my base for 35 days. And like I said in the beginning, I live in the north of Israel, and my base was in the south. It's like a four or five hundred five hours uh, distance. So in the first time that I wear my uniforms and went home, uh, so it was the first time that I realized how big the story is. Because in the way I was needed to pass by uh, the central center in the central station, sorry, in Tel Aviv. And I was needed to go to the third floor. I walking in the stairs and I felt like someone behind me like stalking me and I was like okay maybe I was wrong maybe I'm paranoid the first time that I were in the universe but it didn't stop I look back and I saw it's a woman who wears hijab and I thought to myself okay I there are everywhere it's okay it doesn't mean that she's gonna hurt me or something like that but I go to my station I stopped and she came for me and she started uh, yelling something in Arabic that I didn't understand. And the most important part that you need to understand that not every soldier is a warrior. 
I didn't have nothing to protect myself. And I'm a medic and far away from doing that. So she came and she started yelling and she started braving my hands. And I was so freaked out. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I was like yelling. And uh, the guy there came very fast. He took her. And I thought to myself, okay, this story could have ended very differently. But the main point is not that. The main point is bigger because we are in a situation, we are in a war zone, even if we want or we don't want to. And the problem is that we are seeing people as a target. That's what we are seeing. And for this woman, I am not Eden. I am not <laughs> a people who wants peace because it's not matter to her. I'm just a soldier and it's reminding her bad things or I don't know the specific story she had, hmm. but it was really scary. And that's why it's very important to understand that we need to see the soul of the people and not just the targets. And don't judge the person by the book. This is the important thing. And that's why I came here. And that's what I want to teach the campers. That's why I, I want to speak for many people. It's the most important part. Uh, thank you. Both of you are sharing stories of what I would call othering that your humanity suddenly disappeared in the face of this person and you became the other, you know, the Arab who must be taken away and put in another place or the Israeli who is a soldier and a target. What does it feel like to be othered? What does it feel like? And the reason I ask that question is, is then the flip side, which is what does it feel like to do the opposite with tomorrow's women, to, to search out for the real person, to see the soul of the person how does it how did in those experiences how did it feel for you to be othered and how does it feel for you to come together in in tomorrow's women and let's take it in first um it's actually completed complicated story because um, to be uh the harder sometimes can be very difficult because for me to be the others mean that i can lose my life tomorrow and each one of us okay the situation is very like unpredictable we cannot do nothing and this is very bad situation this is scary okay when we come here we are doing that because we have hope and this is good that people understand that this hope is something that we have to stick with okay that we cannot lose their faith that it may might be success because if we're doing that, the situation will be very bad. Because we will just say, okay, this is a situation, there is nothing to do. And it's going to be worse and worse. And we want to stop the violence. We want to stop the prejudice. And the, American, the Tomorrow's Woman story is this beginning. And we are taking part of that. And I'm proud to be proud of, part of that because I know that we are the future. Nada, thank you. Nada, what does it feel like for you to be othered and what does it feel like to come to tomorrow's women to try to get rid of that otherness? Uh, being othered feels like being dehumanized. It really makes you like hollow inside. It's just like you're, 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 uh, 
a thing. You're not a person. You're you just have stereotypes. Okay, so you're you, you're an Arab, so you must be no 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 no. So I think what tomorrow tomorrow's woman does is it humanizes you. So it does the opposite. So like they bring Arabs and Jews together like just to trade traditions, to trade the stories, to trade the cultures, everything. Literally to live together for three weeks, it, like it's so amazing. Like and I realized when I participated in the camp, it's not about telling everyone your story. Like it's fine. Everyone has stories. It's about living with the other side and I put that in quotes because I don't believe there's an other side. It's just a word they say to make you feel bad. <laughs> Interesting. So there is no other side because we're all human beings, because we're yeah. all... With, with our final two, three minutes, what have you learned at Tomorrow's Women that surprised you? Uh, Nada, let's, let's start with you. Uh, the main thing I learned that the world doesn't re revolve around you. And you always have to give to get. So you can't have one nationality living in one in Israel or in Palestine. You have to give and take. You have to live together. You have to share. That's the main thing. Thank you. Eden? So I think that the main thing that I learned, when someone is other speaking, the first thing that you want to do is react. You have to protect the other side, or you must you must say something. But this is false. This is the best, the worst thing that you can do. So I learned to stop, just think before I say something, and observe. This is the most important thing. Learn before we are just want to say the thing that so rush for us because it's not true. And that way you can understand that. There is no right. There is no right thing. There is two sides, and it's no matter who is right because there is a woman, human, all right, under that. And this human have feelings, and this is the most important thing. And we must to remember that all of us are human, and we can be friends. There is not the other side or something like that. We are just, and if, and if for example, you go to another country, it's never happened. Don't say like, oh, they're Christian, they're Muslim, they're, no. All of them is one uni unity. So this is something that I learned here. And I'm really proud of it. I think the two of you are quite extraordinary. And there's one thing that you may not have realized that you do. As I wrap up this show, I just want to share that both of you helped finish each other's sentences when you weren't sure on a word. And actually, I think that's really important because it just shows the trust that you have for each other, I trust that when you give me that word that I can't find in English right now, I trust that you're giving me the right word. Uh, and you may not have even realized that you've been doing that, but you did sometimes. And I think that's an extraordinary thing. And so I just want to thank you for, for being here on this show. You are role models for all of us. Um, and the, you know, sometimes I think, why did they schlep them all the way to New Mexico? It's because, because it's being done. And, and you two are the future. You are, the, you are showing us how to listen, how to learn from each other, how to stop othering each other. So thank you to both of you for being on our show today. 
Thank you for having me. Thank you. You've been listening to Soul Searching with Rabbi Neil Amswich from Temple Beth Shalom and from the Interfaith Leadership Alliance of Santa Fe. My thanks again to Nadal Yunis and Edin Vaknin from Tomorrow's Women. Until we return again in two weeks' time, keep searching. <laughs>